What's up, peeps? My name's Jeff, and you're listening to Jeffrey Laxman, the podcast where you Brits get to learn about the commotions of Zimbabwe. Yes, that is in Africa. No, it's not South Africa. And for the Zimbos listening, you guys get a taste of England life, where, believe it or not, everything actually works here. Join me as I navigate life as a homo, sapien, because I'm not gay. You're all gay. Lol. <laughs> You can't do fake laugh. That means like you're like a psychopath. That's not fake laugh. I was laughing. Hey, yo, yo, yo. What is up, people of the world? I'm your host, Jeff, and you're listening to the Jeffrey Laxman podcast. Today we have another, well, the same guest as last time because I couldn't get anyone else. <laughs> no, due to popular demand, <laughs> mum's back. Due to popular demand, Sally G is back. Oh, and I must just tell you that I'm only back because golf was cancelled today. Yeah, we were supposed to record on Friday, but she wasn't feeling it. Then she said, okay, we'll do Sunday after golf. Golf got cancelled. Why? Because, of course, the weather, inclement weather of the UK. First, the course was frozen all week. Then it defrosted. And now they won't let us use our trolleys. So it was carry only. And I was not prepared to carry. (laughs) She refused to carry the trolley. So she's not playing golf. I refuse to carry the bag, not the trolley. <laughs> I mean the bag. <laughs> um, okay, you know what? Why don't you, we'll change around a little bit, you give me an introduction rather than I give you one since I'm so bad at it. Let's see. Do an introduction for me. No, you me. can't just throw me under the bus like that. <laughs> see, she can't even. Come on, give me an intro. Um, not hello. This is my son, Jeff. Loser of the year, sponge of the century. Sponge. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey is the only 23-year-old I know who lives better than a 40-year-old. And he doesn't have any money. (laughs) I never have any money. It goes in and goes out. (laughs) And tax is coming up now. Yeah, I've just informed him he's got to, has he done his tax return? I have not. Man is panicking. <laughs> I've been telling him to put money aside every month for savings, but of I course. do. I put it into my savings account. I spend what's in my actual account and just keep dipping into my savings account until I've got. <laughs> yeah, he likes to fool himself that if it's been in the savings account, then it's a savings. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, I've saved 800 pounds this month. And I've got zero. <laughs> this is literally 0.00 left in the account. Oh, not good. Okay, so today we're going to start off with our first alcohol experience. Do you want me to start off or do you want to start us off? Well, I don't think Jeff's looked back. Is that a joke? (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to pretend that you're like not a big drinker because you're doing dry January? I was having drunk in almost a month. By the way, (laughs) I got a glass of wine sitting next to me and I'm not allowed to have a sip because then the ice will tinkle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't say that. People are going to come for you for having ice in your wine. It's rosé. It's rosé. What's the difference? Rosé, you're supposed to have ice in it. Got you. But yeah, in Zim, it's such a thing that's like, I can't have a drink without ice in it. Water, anything, like alcoholic, it has to have loads of ice. Like I've learned that from you. Yeah, that's why we don't drink beer. True. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, beer's manky. (laughs) So how old were you when you had your first experience of alcohol? Well, thinking about it, um, I think I was about 10. I know that sounds horrendous, but 
was my cousin's 21st. And in those days, the kids just got to run right and do whatever the hell they wanted. And my cousin and I decided, well, actually, she decided it would be a good idea. Every time someone put a drink down, we'd just go and mind sweep. Well, the last thing I remember was diving into our swimming pool and missing it completely and go ending up in the concrete. You dived into the concrete, not even into the pool. No, I missed. And then I remember I must have got myself into my bedroom somehow because I remember my mum finding me lying on my bedroom floor vomiting and vowing that I didn't know why I was sick. And she was like, You smell like tequila. She's like, Are you sure, Sally? And I was like, No, I don't know why I'm sick. Anyway, of From course. Slurring your words. Of course she got to the bottom of it. And I and I to myself vowed I would never drink again. And actually I didn't until very much later on in life. Until she was 16. <laughs> no, I think I was about 17. <laughs> well, I think you're supposed to drink from 10 until 16. Yeah, but nowadays. Yeah, true that. People are giving their kids like beers and like rock shandies and stuff at 13, 14, like at family gatherings. And I wasn't allowed to touch booze until we moved to England and like a year in my first party. Even yeah. Then, I was only allowed four ciders. Obviously, that's not what I drank, but... <laughs> yeah, but... And I think, you know, you have the rest of your life to drink. Yeah, you know, true. starting off at 13 before you've even fully developed and, you know, that's how addictions start. And I know now I sound like a real grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my first alcohol experience, I must have been around the same age, maybe 9, 10. And we're at the Bowls Club, which is a club where you play bowls. Um, that's where all the old people used to play, like my mom and dad and all their friends. We were not old. <laughs> Thank you. And it was on a golf club too. Downstairs, all the adults are having their drinks after the game, the matches. And a few of us kids went upstairs to the top bar, which was locked. I don't know. I think I was probably, me or my brother, were one of the smallest. And we had to squeeze through the burglar bars in the window and run around to open the door to let the others in. And we ended up stealing two or three beers, some castle lights. No, it wasn't castle lights. It was just castles, the gold can. And we thought we were so naughty for stealing two beers. Yeah, you were naughty. <laughs> okay, yeah, we were naughty. We shouldn't have been stealing beers from. We were stealing from a club, which is like a criminal offense. <laughs> and you were underage. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, true. And we ended up literally walking to the other side of the golf course in like the bush area. And just sharing two beers between like the four or five of us and thinking we were so drunk. You probably were. <laughs> no, it was, it was a beer. It wasn't even like we were having some vodka or something like that. So what was your drunk adult experience that you got wasted? So I was in my first job and I don't know, we went to a party at one of the clubs in the district and the, the people that I worked for, her brother was out. And I was like trying to be cool and he was older and I was like, yeah, come to the club. We're having a party, you know, I'll make sure that he has a good time. How much older? Oh, maybe about 10 years older. <laughs> 10 years older? Yeah, like I know. Older brother, that's like your dad. Yeah, I like trying to compete. It's very uncoolish. <laughs> anyway, we decided a, a good idea was to do one for one tequila shots. Oh my God. Well, the last thing... Well, I don't even think the last thing I remember because I actually can't remember. I know that I was like shuffling with the ugliest guy who always fancied me and I would never have looked at. I then remember 
I think you I can't be mean to people. <laughs> can't be the ugliest guy I ever looked at. <laughs> Jesus. You're going to get me cancelled, yeah? <laughs> well, I'm not mentioning names. <laughs> but it just shows how you get the beer goggles on when you drink. <laughs> oh, so you got with him. <laughs> no, I didn't get with him. I didn't get with him. Um, and then my sister. She had to make that very clear. I do have to make that clear. And then I find then. I don't know. The next thing I woke up and I was at home and it was the morning and my elder sister informed me that she found me in the car park with my head against someone's tire. Oh my God. I mean, that could have gone so seriously wrong. Yeah. And I think it was sort of the sort of the end of my drinking for quite a few years before I was like plucked up the courage to to start again. Really? Wait, so what time did you get found? I don't know when I was found, but I just I woke up at home the next morning. <laughs> To be informed, that's where I was found. Oh my god! And that I, obviously runs in the family. That's then. so cringy, eh? That's so cringy. It's happened to me too. It can't be cringy. It is cringy, and you're a boy. <laughs> but yeah, I've told you guys a story about how I ended up on Cal's car tire. Can't believe I told that. So, fairly got it from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> I got a quick joke for you. What do you call? Two idiots that can't fold towels. No. Me and you. That's not supposed to be. <laughs> Neither of us have jawlines. I got it from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I can fold a towel. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, did your mom Actually, I'm sure the joke is, what do you, something about the guy with no chin can't fold towels or something. You've got it all wrong. Sally, it was a meme. I turned it into a joke. Okay, it was really bad. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> you got lots of cutting out to do. You took comedy store. <laughs> Did your mom find out? About what? What happened with the tequilas and the getting I was the car I fire? had left home. I left home at 17, honey. Hmm? Yeah, fair enough. God, what was one of my drunkest nights? Like in the beginning of drinking. I think it was when we moved to England and it was my first ever party I'd been invited to. And you said, yeah, you can go. I was like, please, can I just take some drinks? And you first you're like, absolutely not. And then we somehow got around to four ciders or three ciders. No, it was two ciders. <laughs> you were allowed two ciders to start. So if you stole more than that. Yeah, no, me and Ali, because we went to this party together. I think you bought a four pack and me and Ali had two ciders each. So we get to this party, all's going good. A bunch of the popular crowd were at this party and they knew I hadn't really drunk before. So one of them comes up to me with a cup, like a little plastic cup full of vodka. He's like, yeah, drink this. And I just started yugging this vodka. Oh my God, I'm chugging vodka. And I literally went to everyone in the watch, like, he just gave this to me and now I'm chugging it. And I was wasted oh <laughs> instantly. <my God. laughs> Didn't see Ali for a little while and thought, okay, she's cool. She's doing her thing. Next thing, Ali's vomiting in the garden or somewhere and I need to take her home. So I call you and I say, can you come get Ali? <laughs> because I'm not ready to leave yet. <laughs> yeah. What did I say? <laughs> you said, no, call the cabbie and bring her home. You have to come home with her. I was on the phone for like 10 minutes begging you to just let me stay at the party and you come get rid of her. <laughs> Eventually we call the cabbie and we're fighting with him because he's like, she is not allowed in this car. I'm like, no, she's fine. She's fine. And she's there still throwing up outside the cab. I'm like, no, she's getting it out of her. Because once it's out, it's not going to come back up. Eventually, he's like, you know what? If 
she vomits in this car. You're paying me, I think it was like a hundred dollar fine or something for cleaning fees. Like, perfect. Let's go. Luckily, she didn't throw up in the cab. But we get home. I barely remember going to sleep. I don't think she does either. But we woke up the next morning. <laughs> she was on the floor. Her jeans were by her ankles. She had no top or bra on. No duvet. Just on the floor with a massive bruise. I heard her fall. Little did I know that she had taken her, pulled her jeans down and then proceeded to try and walk with them around her ankles and had fallen over and I was like, I'm not going to check. So I got a lead on story to that because about a year later. Oh my God, you do. I called a cab and the cabbie came to pick me up from a party and he went, I brought your children home here one night. <laughs> they were very drunk. He ratted on us. Come on. I think you should. I think you should be taking more control of your children. And I was no, like, more control of the girl. He didn't say me. Oh I no, was oh, it was the girl. It you're was. right. You're I was, right. I was the one looking. He after says. Her he and... said the girl was a little bit out of control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing. That was oh such a funny night. Yeah. Well, I could also, you know, that house and beaches close was actually quite the thing because I remember having like free beers with Lindsay and coming home after work and racing into the driveway at full speed and banging the gate and then paying you 50 bucks to, to get the scratch off the car and not oh tell dad. God, yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting outside in like the middle of winter and like polishing the car. <laughs> Don't tell dad. <laughs> you never told me how that happened. That's just, the first time I just heard you crash into the gate. I just I just drove in too fast. <laughs> Oh my God, I did not know that. Uh, there you go. Blimey. Confessions of a drunkard. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, because we definitely would have told Dad, I think. Oh, yeah, you would have. If you had told us. I think you said you got hit by someone in the car park with someone scratched your car. Yeah, well, we got rid of it. We got away with it. No, we did. Yeah, man didn't even notice. Okay, guys, so now we're going to move on to... We'll save the rest of the drunk stories for another day because... They are many. Have a few. <laughs> That's why we're doing dry. Well, I'm doing dry January. Too much drinking. We're going to move on to confessions now. Thank you to everyone who has written in. We've got a good couple of responses here. So, starting us off. Can I get to guess who they are? Yeah, try and guess. Everything's completely anonymous. Even I have no clue who sent them in. I'm going to just see if, I, if it's any of the cousins. I might know the stories. There's no names here. Um, Oh, we'll start with this one. Putting Keith under some heat. I shagged your brother. Miss you, Jeffy. You know who this is, lol. I have no idea who that is. Oh my God. I think it... I thought it was her as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that out, but we're not... Because everyone's going to know who that is. Uh-huh. That's not going in. I Confirm that's who it is. I can't be outing. It must be, yeah. Yeah. I think she's the one who calls me Jeffy, who uh-huh. shagged my brother. Uh-huh. I like to flirt with and lead on ugly people to form my ego. <laughs> Sounds like you. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm just being nice to people. And everyone thinks I'm flirting. <laughs> it's called being polite. Okay, I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, gosh, this one. I lost my virginity to a 46-year-old. I was 17, but told him I was 25. He was hot. 
Not a single person in my life knows this. Not even my boyfriend, who I told I was a virgin when we first started dating. Oh my God. That better not be one of the cousins. Oh my God. A 46-year-old at 17. Yalala. Put the pedo in jail. Oh, she did tell him she was 25, to be fair. It doesn't like, matter. That's not his fault. It it's is. Still, oh, no. Oh, it's still a, yeah, oh okay. no. No. A bit of a weird age gap there. But it's almost as bad as that story where that chick was making out with her friend's dad on the dance floor. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh no. No, this is not good. Oh, God. <laughs> Hunt him down because he's probably about 80 now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I promise I'm not a murderer, but we had a pet hamster and would often let him loose in the house. And I was doing the vacuuming, but wasn't concentrating too much. And I sucked up something bigger than usual and thought, (laughs) oh shit, was that what I think it was? Anyway, I was too scared to check if it was. So I continued as normal and ended up helping everyone look for the hamster that had gone missing. (laughs) Wants me to this day. (laughs) They didn't think to maybe look in the hoover? Oh, no, I think they knew. They were too scared to look. Well, it would be in the hoover. They probably could have saved the hamster's oh, life. I think Jesus Christ was probably traumatized. I was like, oh, I'm not even going to check them. Well, now they're going to be even worse when we say they could have saved the hamster. Yeah, otherwise it haunts me to this day because you definitely are a murderer. <laughs> what else we got here? This one I wasn't going to say, but can wind Cal up a little bit. Someone's wrote in. I fancy the fuck out of you, but you have a stupid boyfriend. I'll just be here waiting patiently. Ew. <laughs> ew. What do you mean, ew? Fran's confessing his love for me. <laughs> oh, okay, no, I, I know. That's too much for me. Go on. <laughs> um, I found out my boyfriend of over a year was messaging loads of girls, flirting with them and sending naked photos so I permanently deleted his Instagram and act shocked when he told me it was saying that there was no account under his name. So we spent the next two hours trying to find it together and we were obviously unsuccessful. He was so upset. Was that too far? No. <laughs> what you should have done is boot his ass. <laughs> True that. God, imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't have given him that, that much um, effort, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I need more context to see if they were like together for a few months or if it was like a long-term thing. It's a couple months if he was like still messaging people. Regardless. Fine. To go and permanently delete the account. Oh, that's fantastic. Not even to like go and block the people. Just delete everything. Gone. All his followers, friends. Good girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right move, I think. Yeah, I think that is. That's it. That's it. Well. Lots of confessions. Keep them coming in. Yeah. I'm sure I can give you loads of advice on your confessions. (laughs) Yeah. Keep sending them in and we'll do segments where me and Sal can give some advice. Well, should we give some advice? I've pretty much given advice on all of them. So yeah, true. Except for the guy who fancies Jeff. Go away. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still trying to come to terms with his gayness. (laughs) Gayness. Jesus Christ, Sally. Yeah, listen to my mom. She said, go away. (laughs) Go on. Now it's time for your confession. I told you I didn't have any confessions. How have you got no confession? Because when you're as good an angel as me, you don't have to give confession. 
If you give confession every Sunday, it means you're forgiven, so it doesn't matter. So yeah, you probably gave a bit of confessionary to the priest. Every <laughs> exactly. <Sunday. laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm gonna. I've made you all send your confession, so it's only right that I give one of mine. Um, no one knows the story. Not you, not Cal, not Alice, no one. So it was at a friend's wedding a few years ago. And I was working the bar. Hadn't had anything to drink. Like, that's not a worry. You don't have to, I'm not driving under the influence. And I was taxiing a few of the guests home. And I think it was on my last taxi ride back. They live quite a while away. So I had to take the M11 on the way home. And I hadn't really driven on the M11 before or coming back from Cambridge side. And if you know, before the turning off to the Chesford roundabout and all that, mm-hmm. there is a lay-by. So there I am, 60, 70. You turned into the lay-by. And I thought this was the turning. It was dark. The lights like... That's oh, the truck stop. You can't be on bright because there's obviously oncoming traffic. And I went to turn into the lay-by, still at this high speed, went straight over the curb of this lay-by. The front of the car came up a little bit and like bounced back down. And I thought I was about to be in a car accident. That's the truck stop, Jeffrey. I didn't know that. It said in like 300 yards, come left. So in like 150, I was like, oh God, this has come up quite quick. Swerved off into this lay-by, hit the curb. Yeah, it's like an island. Yeah, hit the island. Car caught a little bit of airtime, came bouncing back down, almost lost control. And I just came to a stop in this lay-by. And you know, the most embarrassing thing was there was a car with people sitting in the lay-by. Probably <laughs> just watching me. You were in my car. <laughs> and then I just, you know, carried on and drove off. I was too embarrassed to like stay, stay there and get out of the car to check it. Because these people were just sitting there watching me. I just drove off. So for all I know, that my like whole chassis could be bent on my car. That's why the car's pulling. I would say that's probably why your car leans to the left. (laughs) (laughs) You little bastard. But yeah, I've never told anyone. I couldn't tell anyone that. Oh, don't think think you're getting let off on this one. (laughs) It was like three years ago. Makes no difference. My car pulls and I said that the other day and you were like, yeah, I don't know why it does that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was almost in like a full on car accident that night. Scary. Okay, no more confessions. <laughs> Hope you guys have enjoyed my confession. We'll so do listeners. to get the belt out. We'll do listeners' confessions and no more Jeffrey confessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do any more. All right, guys, we're now going to move on to the last segment of the podcast. We're going to be doing primary school crushes. She's rolling your eyes at me like that. That's not interesting. <laughs> well, it isn't really. Go on, tell me about one of your first or one of your primary school crushes. Oh, God, I must have been about eight or nine. And I always went for the like the best sportsman in the school. It was like standard for me. Obviously. If they were good at sport, <laughs> had to be good looking. I'd be like competitive with them to try and get their attention. <laughs> Probably never worked. I think this bloody girl just stop. Leave Probably. me alone. Probably never worked, but <laughs> if they could play sport, I'd try and be- play better than them. Obviously, thinking that that would get their attention, but with boys, it worked the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I think in both junior schools, it was the best sportsman in the school. Go on, tell me some juice, like you're sending love letters or anytime you kiss them or... No, of course not. Because, I mean, in junior school, it's I just try to beat them at sport. <laughs> okay, well, my ones were a little bit more interesting than yours. Okay, well, you go on then. <laughs> I remember I was in grade three and I'll call her Mrs. V, but she was one of the strictest teachers. When she lost her temper, she would throw books out the door, you know, rip up our books in half and just throw them across the classroom when she was upset. And there was this girl I really fancied. She had this long, white, white blonde hair and she was an amazing swimmer. I just remember fancying her so much. And I told Ruben, my best friend, and he was like, okay, I think he fancied her because I fancied her. And one day at playground at break time, he sent me a note like across the class to me saying we were going to fight at break time over this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I was the smallest in the year. Didn't you get caught running into the girls' toilets with Ruben? That's another story for another time. Okay. Um, yeah, so we get to break time. He's like literally grabbing me, trying to swing me around and hit me. And like, what is going on? Because obviously he was a lot bigger than me. And I was the smallest in the class my entire life. But yeah, as my best friend, you send me a letter in class, across the class. Obviously, everyone's reading this as it is now hype. People are watching <laughs> and crowding around. We're <laughs> in grade three. For <laughs> anyone listening, that's like eight turning nine. Yeah, eight turning nine. That's not even the worst of it. So I used to send her love letters in class. <laughs> and I used to tell her, about all the things I liked about her. I'd be like, oh, I really like your blue eyes. I can stare at them all day. And then she would write back, what else do you like about me? She wouldn't say anything she liked about me. She's like, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, I want to hold your hand and kiss you. Yo. And she said, what else do you want to do? <laughs> I think I wrote on a piece of paper, I want to have sex with you. Jeffrey, you were eight. <laughs> oh, that's not even the worst part. Ms. V catches us sending letters and she walks over and she puts her hand out and this girl has to give her this letter oh no it was me telling this girl that I wanted to have sex with her I remember shitting myself because she just went put it on her desk and that's the last I ever heard of it or saw it she didn't come there was no I don't know if she just put it in the bin and didn't read it oh she would have read it she definitely read it but I don't know why she didn't say something like I should have been sent to the headmaster's office for a beating. Not really. Really? You were eight. A guy and a girl, when they were in grade two, were caught having sex in the playground. You can't have sex in grade two. They were having sex. In the- you cannot have sex in grade two. Well, they were rubbing private parts <laughs> behind the swings. God, children are a vault. <laughs> and they both got beaten. Well, the boy did. The girl, I think, was put on toilet cleaning duty. For you the must next have been watching the Discovery Channel. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, well, the Discovery Channel is the Animal Planet type thing. Sally, <laughs> where do you get Well, where else would you learn it from? At school, things go around. No, you but you can't stuff. earn. You can't know shit like that at seven. Oh, everyone dead. Gross. Um, but yeah, so that was one of my first crushes in primary school. And then you went on to have more. Went on to have many more. <laughs> I think every single year I had a new crush. 
Yeah, they were generally very pretty and, and older or taller than you. They were all taller than me. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of the time they were in the year above me or... Yeah. Well, if you weren't going to be gay, there were some really nice ones, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sally still thinks it's a choice. Isn't it a choice? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that concludes our episode. But um, let us know what stories you want to hear about. Whether you want to talk about sort of early days and Zim, Polacross, my high school days, Jeff's high school days. Let us know what you want to talk about. and Yeah. And keep sending in those confessions because you'll probably make that a bit of a recurring segment. Yeah, we're going to be like agony aunts. <laughs> what the fuck is agony aunts? Agony aunts are people, they write in with their problems and we give them advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. Please don't forget to like, rate, rate it five stars. If you aren't going to rate it five stars, don't rate it at all, please. Yeah, you only have to rate them five stars if I'm the co-host. Yeah, listen to Sally. You got to go rate it. <laughs> we want to try and hit at least 50 within the next couple of months. We're at 28 right now. Yeah. And give your feedback because that always helps. Yeah. Even if you want to send feedback into the anonymous page, do that. You don't have to give me a DM, but I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. I will catch you in the next one. Ciao. Ciao. ciao bye. bye. <laughs>